week we were using an iPhone. And so it's our goal to keep improving. And, you know, when we improve, you know, certain things happen. So I want to thank you. But I really want to thank Sharon Serrano. He's back there. You guys can't see it, but he's just running around trying to make this work. He was up to late the wee hours this morning trying to figure it out. And so thank you so much, Sherwin. Yeah, amen for people like Sherwin. But what a difference a week makes. You know, last week we were talking about um, meet there. you couldn't have a meeting with people over 250 people, and you had to practice social distancing. But now we are in a statewide lockdown, all within a week. But one thing that hasn't changed is that God is still on the throne and that his promises are still enforced. And we could be assured and have comfort knowing that his promises are still enforced. And God's goodness and his sovereignty has not changed during this past week. But one thing that was discouraging for me to see was all of the hoarding that was going on. And here I thought it was just in the United States. I thought, man, what's wrong with us? We're, we're gathering and storing and hoarding all of these supplies, and that means others will go out. But it wasn't just something that was happening in the United States. It was happening in the UK. It was happening in Australia. And the Australia's prime minister implored his countrymen to stop hoarding. And this is what he said. Stop hoarding, he said. I can't be more blunt about it. Stop it. It's not sensible. It's not helpful. And this has been one of the most disappointing things I've seen in Australian behavior in response to this crisis. That is not who we are as a people. It is not necessary. It is something that people should not be doing. He said, that is not who we are as a people. But yes, it is. You know, athletes say this all the time when maybe they make a mistake or they say something that they shouldn't. They said, this is not who I am. But in that moment in time, yes, this is who you are. If the way we act is who we are, how can Christians act in a way that will glorify God in this time of crisis? See, while human nature tells us to act selfishly and to hoard supplies for ourselves, the Holy Spirit tells us to do the opposite and use what supplies we have to help one another. There's a big difference between human nature and then a nature that is under the control of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So please turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians 2, verse 3. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. And here Paul is addressing an issue in the church of Philippi where there is dissension being caused by two people. And we're going to start off with verse 3 and read verses 3 to 4. And he says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. It says, rather in humility, value. Give worth 
to people other than yourselves. And he goes on to say, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. Like I said, the church was being split by two people. And they were just looking after the interest of the person and the cause and the ideal that they were supporting. They didn't really care about the other people. And what Paul is saying here is don't look after your own interests. When you are making decisions, yes, you do have a viewpoint, but when you are making decisions, think about the viewpoint or the interest of the other pe- person. And this is what I think the Holy Spirit is employing us today. You know, when we take a look at our needs, yes, we need supplies. But what the Holy Spirit is telling us during this time of crisis is just don't look after your own interest. But look after the interests of others. Because when people start hoarding, they don't realize that impacts somebody else. That there are people who will not be able to have the supplies they need because they're taking everything. Look, don't look after your own interests, but each of you, meaning each of us believers, we are commanded by Paul to look after the interests of others. Now let's see what Paul says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. The Apostle Paul says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. See, care starts within the family of God. People have to see us caring for each other before they could trust whether or not we'll care for the outside. I know that people, you know, have asked me, emailed me, you know, Pastor Dave, what are we going to do to the care for the needs of others? And I said, well, we're going to get to that. But first, what I want to do is make sure that our Mission Valley that our needs are taken care of. And once our family is taken care of, then we're going to pivot and start um, helping those outside our church. And this past week when the Mission Valley staff met, you know, we came up with three priorities to take care of our Mission Valley family. The first one was to make sure that our seniors and those at risk have their needs met. And by this, we meant by providing supplies, transportation, its spiritual and emotional support. So what we did is we made a list of all of the people, our seniors, and we divvied that list up among the staff, and we called each and every senior to ask how they were doing. Are they okay? Are there... Are there needs that we could help you with? And I just want to thank all of you who texted me, who emailed me, who said you want to help. I was just so blessed with your emails that you, before we even came up to this, you were asking how you could help our seniors. Our second thing was, our second priority was to provide child care for those who have to work since schools are closed. Now, this is, was before the statewide lockdown. But once again, if you do need help or assistance with child care, please call Kiki. And then if you want to help 
with assisting our seniors, what we're trying to do is we're trying to put together um, groups of people or individuals that would be kind of like an adopt-a-senior. Would you, like Marco said in the announcements, just to check upon them one to two times a week. So please see him if you were interested in doing so. And finally, the third um, priority was to provide financial assistance for people in need doing during um, because maybe a layoff or a furlough due to restrictions that were placed on their company. So we wanted to do all of these things to take care of our Mission Valley family. And since we went through this um, statewide um, lockdown or shelter, we're all sheltering at home, we will try to do what we can to meet um, any need that you might have. So please contact me or the staff, and we'll be able to do that. We realize now this with this shelter at home that more people are going to be isolated from the body of Christ. So our life groups and our youth groups will continue to meet online. You know, Pastor Maka will be leading an online prayer meeting on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. I will also be leading an online Bible study on first. Thessalonians. And so if you are interested, if you're not in a life group and you want to be connected to part of a community, please email me. I'm trying to put the curriculum together right now, but I'll be leading a online Bible study on First Thessalonians. Also, what I would like you to do is take advantage of Right Now Media. I know that a lot of you are going to get stir-crazy watching TV. There's only so much TV and binge-watching we can do. But if you're going to binge watch, I suggest that you binge watch Right Now Media. Now, for those of you who don't know what Right Now Media is, Right Now Media is an online media source that has all of these Bible studies, children's um, uh, Bible stories online that you could learn from, you know, during this time when we're all sheltering at home. And so if you want to know how to um, uh, hook up or with um, right now media, please contact Mako. So how did the ch- how is the church supposed to act? In Acts four thirty two, Luke writes, "All believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions were their own, but they shared everything." They had. And so you see the birth of the church. And, you know, after this, we're going to start our series in the book of Acts. But this kind of gives you a foretaste of what we're going to be talking about. So the early church has just started. But if you take a look at the believers and how they were instructed to love one another, they didn't consider their possessions their own. And everything they had, they shared with anybody in need. You know, one of the um, things that I shared last week was I think our biggest fear, and you'll hear this from reporters and our political leaders, is fear of the unknown. And especially when it comes to hoarding, it's how will I survive on my own resources? Do I have enough to um, deal with or survive this home sheltering that's going on because we don't know when it's going to end. And it was really interesting when, you know, things started to taper off where we were kind of getting used to the fact that, okay, um, 
we ha- we have to limit our gatherings and we have to limit social distancing and we all went out and got supplies but as soon as we the governor Newsom said that there was going to be a statewide shelter at home mandate i knew right then and there the crisis was going to start all over again because people did not know what shelter at home meant they some felt that they were going to be locked in their homes and they couldn't go out and they wouldn't have access to supplies and so there was this all this this unknowns questions not answered so once again people started to hoard people started to look after their own interest and forgot about looking after the interest of others while the world looks after themselves The Holy Spirit transforms each one of us into people who care about the needs of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, we may not know what the future has. Yes, there are a lot of unknowns out there. But one thing that we do know is that as believers that we are part of a larger family who will look after your needs so you don't have to be afraid of not having. Once again, for those of you who are out there who are believers, who are part of the body of Christ, yes, there are unknowns, but you are part of a larger family who have resources to help you during this time of unknown. So you don't have to worry about going without. Because we want to be like the church in Acts, that share everything that we have. Francis Chan says this, The church is intended to be a beautiful place of community, a place where wealth is shared and when no one suffers. Once again, a place where wealth is shared and when no one suffers. When one suffers, everyone suffers. A place where one rejoices And everybody rejoices. A place where everyone experiences real love and acceptance in the midst of great honesty about our brokenness. So basically what Francis Chan says, a church is a place where our wealth is shared. So you don't have to be afraid of going without because there are brothers and sisters who are looking after you. But in verse 33, Luke says, With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Once again, let me repeat that. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them and brought their money from their sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. So what allowed God's grace to work so powerfully in the church? This church was unstoppable. 
There was something going on in that church that was so attractive that God was adding to their numbers every single day. The Holy Spirit had turned that early church and transformed them into an irresistible force where people wanted to be a part of what's going on. And this is why the church, this is why we, that we at MV, Mission Valley, need to take care of those of us who call Mission Valley our home. Because outsiders will see that. And they'll be in awe of what God is doing at Mission Valley in the way that we take care of one another. The Holy Spirit transforms a selfish heart to a heart that's loving and willing to give up possessions of their own to help others. And it may just start with giving a person a roll of toilet paper, sanitary wipes, groceries, or anything people need that they are having problems getting a hold of. You know, in John thirteen thirty five, the apostle says, But by this, we, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you what? If you just know a lot about our faith. No. He didn't say, by this, everyone will know your disciples. If you go to church. If you tithe to the church. No, what does John say? He says, by this, Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Loving one another is a true test of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. In his book, Irresistible, Andy, Pastor Andy Stanley writes, Love works in spite of the limitation imposed by an area in which we live. There is much I do not know. There are things I'll never understand. My ignorance limits my abilities and reduces my opportunities. But ignorance does not impede my capacity to put others first. So while I am not always sure of what to believe, and while my views on a variety of things continue to mature and change, I most always know what love requires of me. Pastor Tanley says, even though, you know, he doesn't know all things, even though there are things about our faith that he still doesn't understand and that he's still learning, he says this, I almost always know what love requires of me. And so do you. Each one of us knows what love requires of us. And in this time of crisis, you know, for those of us who are in need, you don't have to worry. Why? Because as believers in Christ, we are instructed to care about the interests of others. That we are not only to look after our own needs, but also to look after the needs of others. We all know 
what love requires of it. And as you're sitting there right now, the Holy Spirit might be placing someone or some act in your mind right now as we speak where you will know what love is required of you. So what's our weekly challenge? I'd like us to read Philippians 4, 3 to 4, Galatians 6, 10, and Acts chapter 4, 32 through 35 every day. And I want you to pray that God will reveal a need that you can meet this week. Also, the third thing I want you to do is to take action steps to meet the needs of someone from Mission Valley this week. Once again, that Paul encouraged us to take care and be good, especially those who are part of the body of Christ. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to do this as a family. So for those of you who are watching this, I want you, and you are part of a family and you have children, what I want you to do is to do this weekly challenge as a family, whether you're married or whether you're not, to do this as a family. I mean, gather your family together and read Scripture together. Okay, And if you have a family, I want you as a family to pray that God will reveal a need that you can meet this week. And as a family, I want you to decide what action steps that you could take to meet what act to meet the needs of someone at Mission Valley this week. Now, if you are 65 or at risk, you know, we ask that you please stay home. But you can still call somebody. You can still email somebody. And if you discover that they have a need, you could let someone know who could help them. So once again, I'd like you to do this as a family. And for those of you who don't have a family and you're single and you're at your home by yourself, I'd like you to do this, you know, on your own. But you have, most of you probably have a lot of time in which to do this. So as the worship team comes forward and leads us in our last worship set, this is what I'd like you to do. Uh, Yumi, could you just play something? Or Mike, just play some background music. And I'd like you, as a family, to just spend some time praying right now. Don't let your kids go away and say, okay, the service is over. Um, You could do what you want to do. But gather as a family right now and just pray for this crisis. Pray that God will bring a swift end to this virus. Pray for all of the people out there who are hurting and afraid. Pray that through all of this, it will draw people closer to God. So as a family, or wherever you are, even if you're by yourself, just spend some time praying right now. And then afterwards, the worship team will start their final worship set.
would you all please stand for the blessing of the benediction. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face to you and give you peace knowing that if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has instructed your brothers and sisters in Christ to look after you and take care of your needs so you don't have to worry or be anxious. God bless you. Thank you so much for worshiping with us this morning. Gosh, we miss all of you, and we hope that we're looking for the day when we could come back and meet together as a corporate body here. Have a great week, a safe and healthy week. Thank you for watching us.